0: All right, guys, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the rich, tasty, CBD-infused coffee from our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. This stuff is amazing, and you can get it for 25% off when you use the code DNVR25 on your first order. 25% off, an incredible deal on an incredible product. And once you have it, and they send it straight to your door, and you're like, wow, I love this stuff, what you can do is you can sign up for a subscription where, where they will send it to your door every 246 eight weeks and you'll continue to receive 20% off every single order. You won't have to worry about running out of coffee and forgetting to run to the store. They'll just send it straight to your door. Time it up so you know when you're going to run out of beans. They'll send it to you and you'll have it waiting for you at your door. So check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use that code DNVR25 for 25% off your first order. DNVR, and we are coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. The A stands for alive, as in Vic Fangio's job, <laughs> still alive heading into this weekend's matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. And guys, I have a pretty strong take about what a win in this game could mean for Vic Fangio, so we'll get to that here mm-hmm. in just a second. But first, a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver. MSUDenver.edu online is where you can go to scope out all they have to offer. It's the best online education you can get in the area and you can get it from anywhere you can get it from the comfort of your own home um, check them out msudenver.edu online 750 total classes 45 plus online and hybrid programs no better place to go than msu denver if you're looking to work a full-time job and further education msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other colorado institution my
1: boys, what is up? Man, the vibes are so good right now. Broncos just, what, five days away from taking over first place in the oh, AFC West?
0: You love, you love oh. that. I love that energy.
2: See, I, okay, I like the positive energy. I like the anticipation. I just want to say this. The Broncos do not fall out of the playoff race by any stretch of the imagination if they lose this game. Definitely not. That's love the, the And that's the thing. It would be nice to win. It would feel phenomenal after the 11 consecutive losses to the Chiefs in this series. But I really hope people don't get into the doom and despair of all being lost. If the Broncos, and this could happen, they could play very well, do a lot of things right, and lose this game.
0: Well, I hate to tell you. When they win, they're Super Bowl contenders. When they lose, they're the worst team in the NFL. It's, <laughs> it's so there's only I'm two sorry, options. Yeah.
1: So, so <laughs> next week they'll be tanking, but then after they beat the Lions, they're right back in yeah, it. They're right back in
0: exactly. The it's a, you
2: know people are going to get on the roller coaster, but I mean I'm I, I'm looking at this and saying, they're the chances of them losing this game are probably about seventy percent, but that's okay. You get the Lions at home, and then Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs two of those games at home Raiders game will probably have a lot of Broncos fans in Vegas and the Raiders, you know, maybe they fix some things against Dallas. Maybe they revert to where they were and you go to the chargers. It's going to be at least 55% Bronco fans in the stands on, on January 2nd, practically a home game. I'm just saying they could lose this game and I'm still feeling good about this team's chances.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you win games that you aren't supposed to, like they did over the chargers, It just kind of it changes things um so now you can kind of afford Mm -hmm. to lose this one um and then of course you have what should be a gimme on the other side of it and you know last week we talked about the script it's funny going back to this this was a a big take I used to have uh when I covered the buffs you know and it was the same story just about every year and I was like I I could just tell you what was going to happen on the next drive based on the script and that's basically how I feel about this. The script says the Broncos are going to lose this game, and everyone's going to go back down into the dumps, and they're going to beat the Lions like 30-0, to zero, and everyone's going to say they're back, and you know we'll just do that throughout the rest of the season. But that's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is what a win in this game means for Vic Fangio. And in my opinion, unequivocally, a win in this game saves Vic Fangio's job. Now, of course, you can go down a road where you say, well, what if they lose every other game the rest of the season? Sure, we can go there, but they won't. If they win, they end the streak against the Chiefs. They have multiple, you know, uh, they have a shutout win. They have a dominant defensive performance against the Cowboys and the Chargers, you know, two of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, then of course you go and you beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. There's so much on that resume this season from Vic Fangio that I just don't see a, a way that, with, I mean, what do you what do you say if they so they go they win this week they go to um, seven and five. Yep. Mm-hmm. At worst they're an eight win team, and again I have a hard time imagining that they could beat the Chiefs and then the lions and then lose the rest of their games. Exactly. Um. So they're going to have close to a winning record. If not a winning record, this game is all Vic needs to save his job. I really believe that
1: it's all Vic needs. And this is everything to gain and nothing to lose for Vic because look, the Broncos are nine and a half point underdogs in this game. This is not a game. The Broncos should win. This is not a game. The Broncos should be competitive. If they lose this game, guys, Like May said, they're still right in the thick of the playoff chase. It's not like Vic Fangio's getting fired. They're still 500. They're still playing relevant and competitive games in the month of December, and they're still in it right now. So if he loses this game, okay, they were supposed to. Move Mm -hmm. on to the next one. But if he wins this game, Ryan, I'm right there with you. He's the head coach of the Denver Broncos next year. Now, crazy things can happen. They can lose the final three games of the season, and it can be an embarrassment, and they can have 15,000 no-shows against the Chiefs at that final game of the season. But just tr- thinking about what would likely happen, Broncos are 8-5. and five. All they have to do is win one more game out of their final four games to have a winning record. Yeah. I don't believe it's playoffs or bust for Vic to be back. I think it's pretty much winning record. Or bust for Vic to be back, and boom, there you go. And I think the Broncos beat the Raiders, the Chargers, the Bengals, or the Chiefs. At least one of those games. And then if you go two and two, guys, especially if you just beat the Chiefs, you're probably playing for the division at a ten and seven record. That's just incredible. So absolutely, I think this game, Vic Fangio wins it, he's back in twenty twenty two. He loses, huh, he still has plenty of games to to be back for 2022.
2: Yes, yeah, see, I still believe. It nothing has changed. It's it's playoffs or bust for Vic. So this is it's a huge step. But you're let's say you're seven and five, or seven and five. Gotta say it right here. <laughs> and you miss the playoffs, then that means you probably down after beating the Chiefs. That means you went two and three, and most likely one and three unless you somehow get upset by the Lions. By the way, if you do get upset by the Lions after beating the Chiefs, then you took everything you gained in that Chiefs game and you threw it away. Let, let me, ask you, like
1: let me ask you a question, though. If I said over these next two games the Broncos split and you get to choose, what would you choose? We
0: definitely take the win over the Chiefs.
1: You, you take the win over the Chiefs. So I actually think it'll be terrible, and we'll be living in a world of suck that week after they lose
0: to the Lions.
1: <laughs> but... I actually don't think it'd be as bad as you oh. say, Mason. That would be really bad. I don't think it'd be as bad if they beat the Chiefs. Well, obviously. you just—I mean,
0: for <laughs> separate the name of the teams. One's a division game; the other one's not even a conference game. Um, so obviously, the division game is way more important. Now, again, it's not know. an
2: issue of importance; it's an issue of perception, and also when it happens. I mean, if you follow up a big win—a a big win, the biggest one in years. With the most embarrassing loss that you've suffered as a franchise in years, you're you, you basically you're you're back to where you were before you're pretty- you took the one step forward and you took and you took the same step back. you didn't you didn't move and then it becomes a question of, then you start saying, oh, after the cowboy win played like dog crap against the Eagles, Yes, follow. You followed the Charger win with a good, with a great win over the Chiefs, but then you followed the Chiefs by losing to the Lions. So that's you look at like the at the three big wins and say, well, after two of them, you went out there and laid neck.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are talking about the least likely scenario: right, a win right, over right. the Chiefs and a loss to the Lions.
1: Well, and and really quick, Ryan, it it makes you talk about perception, how bad it would look losing to the Lions, which, yes, it would, but you also have to bring perception in here when talking about beating the Chiefs. This isn't just beating the team that's won the AFC West for the past, what, five years. This isn't just beating the Chiefs, who are the number one team in in the AFC West right now. This is beating a team that you haven't beat the last eleven times you played them, so not only is this a division game on the road and prime time, this is play. This this would be getting a huge monkey off your back. So yes, it also at the end of the day, it is very unlikely for the Broncos mm-hmm. to beat the Chiefs on the road and lose to the Lions at
2: home. And the other thing, let's say they, let's say they beat the Lions. Let's say that happens, and you're feeling good, you're eight and five. If you miss the playoffs, that means you either that you went no probably no better than one in three in your last four and then that's and frankly that's even though george payton wasn't around i think a lot of people around here may get kind of you know mike shanahan vibes and you're and at the and at that point if you close if you go from eight and five to nine and eight and miss the playoffs that memory of beating the chiefs is great but it is overshadowed by collapsing down the stretch that's what that is the taste that will stick in
0: your mouth but i just think like you ended up with almost three signature wins um that are just going to carry a lot of weight in the in the chargers cowboys and chiefs two of those being on the road um so i honestly would potentially be willing to make a case that vick's job is safe as we speak right now like meaning he might have already done enough but there's enough time to undo the goodwill that I wouldn't go that far but remember the goal of the season is to play relevant games in December yep guess then, what guys but then it's going to be the, December but what's in, the goal,
2: what's the goal beyond that and and what if the well, and, and the goal turns to what do you you know what happens at quarterback do you feel good of, if you're if you miss the playoffs and all of a sudden the focus turns to who's our quarterback next year how whether it's a veteran or a young guy What's the best environment for that to guy to, to, to develop? Is it with this coaching staff? And if you miss the playoffs, what are you clinging to?
1: Well, I, I, I think that George Payton it tells the truth uh, a lot of times. And a lot of people in this town think he lies about uh, some things to the media. And a couple of those things are. Everyone lies are, to the
0: media. It, mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. But a
1: couple of things are. I believe George Payton when he says playing relevant games in November and December is our goal for this season. And Vic Fangio has accomplished that. Now again, you can he can blow that away by losing to the Chiefs, losing to the Lions, and of course there's exceptions to the rules out there. But I believe George Payton when he says that. Another thing that I believe George Payton when he says is that he took this job one of the reasons he took this job was because of Vic Fangio. There's a lot of people that think that's total BS. I believe that's the truth. Look at what George Payton has been around for the past decade in Minnesota, a defensive guy like Mike Zimmer, not a fiery guy, uh, and and a guy who he and the Vikings have been extremely loyal to. That's That's George Payton's DNA, so I believe that he would really like a defensive guy that's not fiery, that's pretty cool, that's been around the NFL for so long. I believe George Payton when he says that. So I do think he wants to give Vic Fangio the benefit of the doubt. And you look at when uh, Mike Zimmer took over the... the The Vikings, he didn't go in there and fire the head coach right away. He gave him a couple of years before he moved on from him. I I think that that is so much in George Payton's DNA that he wants to give the benefit of the doubt to Vic Fangio. And so that's why I do think that Vic isn't going to move the goalposts like you kind of suggest, Mace. I don't think think George is going to move the goalposts for Vic. I think it's if you're playing relevant, let's say, games – with an S in December, to kind of make it a little more realistic. It's already guaranteed. It, it, yeah. it really it really is. Then, unless there's, again, a huge exception to the rule of losing your last three, losing your last four, I think Vic's back. So, Ryan, I'm, I'm with you. I think Vic's safe right now. Yeah, I think yeah. he is.
0: I think he would have to do something to undo uh, what he's built right now. And that includes like losing to the Chiefs and then also mm-hmm. the Lions. I think that would... Pretty much undo all all goodwill that you've built up. Yeah,
2: I couldn't disagree with you guys more. I don't think he's close to safe. Not at all. Well, Interesting. Yeah. I mean,
0: I I'm just going off of what Peyton said. Relevant games in December. Check. It's It's done. And
2: then the goal. And then you're in those relevant games. That was that was the first goal. Get to those relevant games. And now the second goal that comes in. It's it wasn't to go out there and poop down your leg. When you got to those games right now they play hey relevant game last sunday they won what happens in the relevant games to come well if this this if, this, this, this if is you're gonna not keep decided.
1: moving the goalposts i'm like not that, moving, i'm not moving
2: the goalposts i'm going just, i'm going, I'm going what by what doing. i've i'm going by what i've gathered that it that there was very much a playoff mandate in that building so
1: then you do believe that george payton has lied to us with that then
2: he didn't. He wasn't saying it in terms of Vic Fangio being safe. He that was he said first. The first goal is relevant games in November and December. I believe he They're was there.
1: asked. I believe he was asked what's and a it, successful season. He but said he we didn't want not be he, relevant games in November. But and that December.
2: successful season wasn't talking about Vic Fangio being safe. Or if not. you have a successful season as your team, yeah, yeah, that
1: means team. you're happy with your coach. You're not firing your coach after a <laughs> successful season. But you're
2: also I, that's not what he was asked. So I think you're taking one thing and extending it to another I don't, think, season, I don't think, think i don't think i don't think i don't think that i don't think i think you're making a connection that isn't there oh
0: uh, i don't think i don't yeah. think
2: that's a stretch
0: at all i think say. it is yeah i mean i think the the point of the question and again you know it doesn't mean it has to be the point of the answer but is what does a successful season mean you know i mean it is possible to have a successful season and then go fire everyone like that doesn't mean but and what and if then, there's so many more? But then, what are you telling, what what are you if, telling the next guy as, "Hey, look, if he, success is no, is not a guarantee of anything."
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And and so so mace. It, it in my eyes, the way I view it is if the goalposts keep moving, then. Uh, George Payton should have fired Vic Fangio when he got here because he could keep moving the goalposts to, okay, now it's it's playing relevant games in November, December. Then he moves the goalposts to, okay, it's being good at uh, in those relevant games. Then he could move it to Super Bowl or bust. I mean, if he's going to keep taking that approach. And if that's the case, fire him after the Broncos lose four straight games. Fire him when they take over the uh, w- w- when he becomes the guy. So I just... Personally, and, and we can disagree on just what we personally yeah. believe. Uh, I, I, that's why I don't think it is playoffs or bust. That's why I think a winning record, four games. But also, I don't think if the Broncos beat the Chiefs, that they're going to then go beat the Lions and then lose three of their next four games. I don't think that's going to happen. And if you take a step back and let's say that worst case scenario does play out, they lose three of the next four games after beating the Chiefs and the Lions. They'll still finish the season six and four. So while it won't be the best end to the season, there'll still be momentum. There'll still be a four games. Mm. You'll still have won four games more than you did next year. I mean, boy, uh, George George Payton's standards would be way higher than he led on to believe to, to all of us multiple times
2: this year. Yeah, if you're one and three down the stretch and those are the ga- and you're playing those games to get in the playoffs, then we're talking about how the Broncos choked. Yeah, but a lot in, in better scenario, than a lot
1: better than they have been in the past few years. At least they, at least they, they were in
2: an opportunity to choke. Yeah, but that's that is going to leave a very sour and bitter taste, and it's gonna. And frankly, it's going to lead to questions over whether Fangio and this staff is the ones to get the Broncos to the next level. I think my and no and, my... and also knowing what we know about how years ago that you know. George Payton, according to the Pro Football Talk report, that George Payton and Dan Quinn kind of want, were thinking about being a package deal. Mm-hmm. And it didn't quite work out at the time. We know Dan Quinn's potentially going to be available in the offseason. So I I don't think – I do not think that he is safe even if they win this game. Well, only There's, time a, there's will a ways tell. to go.
0: Only time will tell. Um, here's the full quote from George Payton. You want to be relevant in November and December, and that's our goal. I just think if you achieve you, – you've achieved your goal. Right. They're they were relevant through November. They're relevant in December now, um, at least for the first two weeks of December.
2: How do we define relevance? Maybe he defines relevance as po- that's the other thing. How does he define relevance in that?
0: If this
1: game against the Chiefs isn't relevant, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. I mean, I I don't mace. I said you and I can can disagree yeah. on a personal thing. I can't. I don't think anyone can disagree that this game's relevant.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're playing for first place on Sunday Night Football, and if, it's about as relevant as you could possibly. It might be the most relevant game in the NFL. And if this you week. lose,
2: and if you lose that, and you lose to the Bengals, even if you beat the Lions, your games are irre- you have irrelevant. You have an irrelevant December game there at the end, and is that again?
0: We'll see. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's no way of knowing how things stood right now. It's all going to uh, uh, matter how things shake out in the end. I've
2: just learned not to take these people literally well and
0: that's yeah definitely for sure i mean you know uh chip or sorry uh brian kelly literally <laughs> quoted mike tomlin last week when asked if he would leave notre dame he said mike tomlin said it best you know whatever it was never say never but never that's amazing i um, love it and yeah. you know a week later so i mean everyone lies to the media and everyone can you know opinions can change over the course of the season
1: absolutely and if if mace george payton's thinking about dan quinn right now and not thinking about where this team is and and he kind of has his eyes set on moving the bar so that he can hire uh dan quinn then what a wasted season this year what what a terrible look on George Payton in my opinion um should have gone gone out and got him last year if he wasn't going to give Vic Fangio uh, a true chance and was going to continue to move the goal I think he
2: gave him a true chance because he gave him the the corner the corner depth that he wanted he gave him even the quarterback but not if he he keeps moving the goal posts I don't think he's moved the goal posts here I think I think you're focused on one quote to team media I don't think that the goalposts have been moved here.
0: I don't know. Uh, I mean, again, I think we'll see. I, it, Like I said, if I had to say it right now, I would say that Vic Fangio's job is already safe. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't think. Not even
2: close. Not even close. <laughs> we can agree to disagree on that. Uh,
0: let's, uh, let's move on here and talk about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, the best damn beers around. Uh, big game this week relevant game this week um broncos chiefs sunday night football here at the dnvr bar going to be absolutely packed we're going to do uh our version of the tailgate show late so when you come into the bar for the game we'll be doing our show that's always a blast um and then of course we'll have an awesome party for that game that hopefully ends in an awesome after party after that game um you can come in hang out you can even come up here and watch our post game show uh so it's going to be an absolute blast and it's all going to be fueled by breckenridge brews we've got plenty of them on tap here at the DNVR bar we'll be drinking them having a great time uh so make sure you come down for that make sure you check out breckenridge brewery you can of course use the breck brew locator on their website to find the closest ones to you if you're not close enough to us here at the bar uh, so check out breck brews get you some damn good beers
1: and check out our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook ryan you hit your DraftKings pick of the week last week in the first quarter thanks to russ and thanks to russ i lost mine because russ was terrible after <laughs> that one throw for 55 yards i mean people are saying do the broncos even want russ anymore it's crazy just how, how much russ is tanking right now uh in, in his value but it, his trade value isn't changing at all people are like do you think we can really get him for much cheaper no you can't but anyways you could have won money on Ryan's DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week yesterday. And you can win money over at DraftKings right now if you get in and bet $1 on any NFL game this coming weekend. You can start with this Thursday's game, and there's points scored in that game, which is an extremely likely scenario. You'll win $100 in free bets, which you can use right away. So get in, put some money on the Cowboys or the Saints, and if there's a point scored in the game, which there will be, then you'll get $100, which you can use on Friday. Saturday, there's some awesome college football games games Sunday of course the Broncos and the Monday night so get in download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to bet $1 on any team to score and you'll win $100 in free bets so smash that code DNVR when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and of course DraftKings is a sp- an official sports, betting par- official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only your six and supplies see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700
0: have
2: you guys had any Christmas ale yet? I have mm,
0: yep what are your thoughts on it? i mean nothing tastes more like the holidays than christmas ale yep yep
2: okay i'm not a beer aficionado that's why i'm asking you what do you taste in the christmas ale that makes it very holiday-esque uh cheer joy yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. thought you were gonna talk about like a sleigh certain, bells like, like a hot like there was a hop that there was some certain spice hops some certain spices in there
0: yeah i mean there's there's got to be something. Snow, okay. I don't know what it is, but I mean, they've...
2: Just look at the can.
0: Yeah, they've... That has
2: Christmas all over it.
0: They've somehow captured um, the essence of Santa Claus in a bottle. <laughs>
2: uh, 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 uh. You think Santa Claus is actually involved with it?
0: Potentially. Mm-hmm. The elves may be, might be up there, you know, uh, mixing up Are some we holiday. actually... Ale.
2: Is Breckenridge Brewed? Do we now have to talk about the fact they've got a brewery in the North Pole? Is that what you're telling me here?
0: Uh, it is. In
2: addition to in Breckenridge and then down in Littleton. You never know. Yeah. That's the magic of it all. All right. Okay. See, I ask you because you're the experts. I'm a fruit beer guy. So it's always strawberry sky season for me. Couldn't, period.
0: Couldn't disagree or couldn't and, uh, agree more. Yeah.
2: Period. End of story. And I'm glad to hear that. So if you are into beers that have a little bit of holiday magic for whatever unexplained reason check out christmas ale from breckenridge brewery that you can find brewery that you can find pretty much anywhere right now at least anywhere in colorado but probably probably elsewhere i know I've, i know i've seen it uh i saw it in wisconsin earlier this month so there are a lot of places you can get if you want to find out where you can get it go to the breck beer locator on the breckenridge brewery website find the nearest spot to you a grocery store a liquor store package store whatever that has some of those delicious breckenridge brews and of course. If you want to come on, come on down. Do we have Christmas ale on tap here right now? We do not. Okay. So you're going to have to go to the grocery store, get some, take some home.
0: There you go. Okay. All right. There's another person who could be working to keep their job. And I think this one, um, is, a this one's a little different for me, but I'm curious what you guys think. Where does Teddy Bridgewater's job security sit right now? Um, because it was maybe as low as it had ever been, uh, after the Eagles game and, you might be able to make the argument that it's as high as it's ever been right now. Where where do you stand on this, Mace?
2: Are we talking about for this season or beyond? Beyond. Oh, I don't I, I think little has changed beyond. I think I think what we've learned is that he's safe for the rest of the season. I That's don't think for sure. I don't think any I, I think for beyond this is largely beyond his control because it depends what type of veteran the Broncos pursue. Mm-hmm. Let's say let let's go the Aaron Rodgers-Russell Wilson route. If they pursue either one of them and they can get them, Teddy Bridgewater is not coming back. For sure. But if the price, both in terms of the draft capital and then the price tag on the cap, is too rich and the draft is determined to be the better long-term option, then Teddy Bridgewater is in great shape in terms of being back next year because he's kind of the ideal guy that if you can get him on the right contract to to bring, to bring back. And if he now, then it becomes a matter. If you don't get Rogers or Wilson, do you look at Matt Ryan? No. Do you look at Kirk cousins? No, I think we don't believe that they should look at that second tier, second, third tier level of quarterback. And if he plays the way he did on that, he has for most of the year, then I think the best play is going to be to bring him back and then pair him with a young veteran. If you can't get, Russell Rogers. So I think the I
1: think what you need to look at here because I think we we all agree the yeah. conversation ends if you, if you get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson you do that that's before the draft so you make that move you're done with it obviously Teddy's not coming back so then let's look at some other second tier quarterbacks who the Broncos can bring in which I am completely against but this is something that George Payton may want to do uh he did it with Kirk Cousins paid him a ton of money there uh, and isn't afraid to make those type of moves so let's let's look and see. Who they are so there's the matt ryans
0: there's kirk cousins uh who else is there there's Derek Carr. potentially could be available for trade but well, they would probably would trade within him him the their division. division yeah right
1: and that's an interesting one jimmy g it's stress comes in with jimmy g there please no um and so to me when i say all of these guys names i say give me teddy bridgewater before those guys because with those guys you're locked into a big deal with them. I mean, if you're trading for Matt Ryan, not only are you trading for him, now you're probably not giving up the farm for him, but you're locked into $35, $40 million. If you're bringing in Kirk Cousins, why do you want Kirk Cousins if Minnesota just said he's not the guy? Now, Kirk Cousins can put the By the can, way, can Washington the also
0: had previously said yep. he's not the guy. Yep,
1: <laughs> Kirk Cousins can put up the stats, but if two organizations have had him in the building and said, yeah, this guy puts up stats and that's it. I don't want him. He's going to cost you so much more yep. than Teddy Bridgewater. And also with those guys, I don't see the Broncos bringing in those guys and then drafting a rookie in the first round. I see those guys as being the plan, the Joe Flacco's, the uh, Case Keenums for the Broncos. If they bring back Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be a lot more expensive than I think people think but he I could see him being a guy they bring back to then also bring back a rookie. So I think Teddy Bridgewater is pr- is looking pretty darn safe as long as it's not uh you know Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson coming. Yeah, and there. in the comments
0: people are saying Kirk is a huge upgrade on Teddy. He might be, but the question is he's also a massive 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 upgrade in terms of investment. Yep. And are you going to get the return on that other than you know some some big games couple 350 yard games that sort of thing he's never won anything um and so I would say that that's not worth it what I will say is what do you have to
2: pay Bridgewater though that's the thing
0: and that's going to be a big part of the conversation as well and I think I don't think it'll be that much um now Teddy is on pace for by far the best season of his career and so he might say well I want to go chase the bag and maybe someone somewhere is willing to say, we're going to, we're going to make this guy our starter on a three-year deal, man, I have a hard time believing that will happen. So where I'm at is in turn, you know, and again, you have to separate what I, what I want uh-huh. and what I think the Broncos think. Cause it, you know, the, our last conversation would be different as well. Yep. Um, if it was about what I wanted, this is about what the Broncos think. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater with an idea of who he was. And they have gotten – in fact, there's no way you could even make the case that they haven't gotten more than what they expected based on the numbers that he's putting up. And so I would, bel- I, I would venture to guess that the Broncos are extremely happy with what Teddy has done, and that does not preclude them from making any other moves. Of course they go for Russ. Of course they go for Aaron Rodgers. But we have to acknowledge that those things are dreams. You know, like, it's there's no foregone conclusion that you're going to be able to get Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks or be able to get Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers. Of course you go for those things one and two. And then the scenarios that exist after that are drafting a quarterback or one that we haven't talked about a lot that I truly believe is a possibility is kicking the can down the road one more year. Franchise mm-hmm. tag for Teddy. Yeah, I mean, exactly.
2: I, I mean, it's twenty-eight point five eight three million. Yeah,
0: that's a lot. That's a lot for one year, but it is—it's
2: a,
1: a loophole. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get a better deal worked out for Teddy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you might be able to get you know two years thirty million, um, or something along those lines. That's less
2: than he got from Carolina, like how about t- yeah. how, how, fifteen
0: have, a year. That's
2: ha, how about
1: two years fifty million, uh, and that's a lot. But then that's that's your answer right there. He's clearly your starter this year. And then if you draft a rookie or get a guy you want, you can cut him with very little dead money. Cause it'll be like 30 million guarantee. That's, that's the key
2: thing is the guarantee a, 30, 32. Makes why sense.
0: wouldn't you just do the uh, franchise tag at that point? Why would you add the extra year?
1: Cause you have a little security in, in, in case mm-hmm. he balls out or, or even because then that really shows that you have a plan to bring a rookie in.
0: So my, that's, that's my thing is there's pretty much every scenario that doesn't involve getting one of those veterans to me does involve Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Um, for the Broncos because I think they're they have to be just probably ecstatic with the way that he's playing. I know that he he doesn't live up to the expectations of us, but and and by us I just mean, you know, people who watch Denver, the Broncos, yeah. Denver. Um like he's he has to have exceeded the expectations of the, of George Payton and Vic Fangio.
1: Ryan, he's on pace to blow out
0: his career best year. so He's abs- already tied with it, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. In 15, terms of touchdowns. 15 touchdowns. And when he had those 15 touchdowns, I believe he had 11 interceptions. Right now, he's at 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. And like we talked about yesterday, he's only turned the ball over in three games. Now, there was one game that was really bad where he had four turnovers in the game. You take that out, and I know you can't do that, it's not it's not fair, but he only has two interceptions then on this season. But still, I mean it's not like he's turning the ball over once a game and you can count on that. And that's a lot that's a big argument that people wanted to make against Teddy Bridgewater in training camp when the Broncos got him was look, he's gonna turn the ball over once per game. He's simply not. He's gonna turn. He's turned the ball the ball over three times, or in three games out of the eleven games, and he's turned the ball over less than half uh, of the amount of games. He's turned the ball over five times, or I guess six times in eleven games.
2: I mean, he's fourth in fourth best in the league in turnover rate, yeah, which is fumble loss and interceptions per per play. Uh, he's so he's literally turning the ball over once every sixty-five touches at that point. Right. I mean it, that that's that's great, and and it's what. It, it's not everything, but it's this, the 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 way you start winning is by making sure you don't lose the game, and that's where Teddy Bridgewater usually begin. Typically begins. He starts by not he starts by not losing it for you, not losing it for the rest of the. And team. again,
0: I get the people in the comments who are saying, but look at the armory of receivers he has. Of course, he's doing this. I'm just telling you, there's the, the Broncos are getting what they expected and more out of Teddy Bridgewater. And so I think that in all scenarios that don't include them getting the savior in Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, they're going to want to keep Teddy Bridgewater around, whether that means they're drafting a guy next year or what I believe is a real, real possibility. Remember George Payton is on a six year plan here. He's in no rush to draft a rookie quarterback. I think there's a very realistic chance that he says, well, let's trade out of our first round pick gather capital for next year and then get in on the class with you know um shroud and uh mm-hmm. stroud and yeah. uh bryce, bryce young. young you know that that's a, a, a you know a big brain move um from your gm and i think it's a a legitimate possibility that they say let's bring teddy back next year whether it's franchise tag two-year deal um gather gather more capital at the top of the draft and, uh, and kick this can down the road. Now, again, no one's going to love that. Just the way that no one really loves Vic Fangio right now, no one loves Teddy Bridgewater right Who's now. Who's your
2: backup, then?
0: Like, what if do you, you mean? If you're kicking
2: oh, the can down the road, R-ripping. presumably that you... <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean,
1: very, very well could be. And, Ryan, one of the things you said about what the commenters are saying about, well, he has all these weapons. He should be doing well. Broncos in the last four games are 3-1. and one. Let's look at what these great weapons have been doing in terms of receivers. They haven't been carrying teddy bridgewater uh, on their back well, at that, all but
0: that's what the i mean i think that's also what the, the the commenters are saying are like someone else said he can't he can't even get the ball to our expensive receivers the thing is and this is a you know it's confusing when they just paid all that money to those guys but the broncos have just realized that their formula is not getting the ball to those guys
1: yeah yeah they averaged 31 rushing attempts in their wins 18 in their losses
0: they've realized that running the rock is the path to victory We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I think the Chiefs are going to say not on our watch uh, and force them to beat them with those guys, but that's where those guys are going to have the opportunity to earn their checks. That's where Teddy Bridgewater is going to have the opportunity to show that, okay, well, if you're going to commit to stopping the run, then I have what it takes to throw the ball on you. And,
1: and like I said yesterday in the six wins, the Broncos have Teddy Bridgewater has a passing rating over a hundred and their five losses. He has a passer rating below a hundred. So yes, Teddy has been putting this team on his back this year. And again, Ryan, is it as sexy and Mace is as sexy as we want? No. no, Teddy Bridgewater is never going to be sexy. We knew that coming in, but he is outperforming expectations at an incredible value. He's one of the lowest paid starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and you know what he's doing? He's playing a little bit
2: above average.
0: Yeah, if they, like mm-hmm. there's comeback player of the year, offense player. If there was value of the year, uh, yeah. it would probably be Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Ask
2: Carolina about that. Look how much money that they have paid first to get rid of Bridgewater, then to bring in Sam Darnold because they already got to a get rid of Cam option. Newton. Yes. <laughs> Go all I the mean, way back to there. Car- Carolina's chasing one rainbow after another at quarterback. And the Broncos are sitting there with a guy making a little over $4 million. And they're getting league average starting quarterback play, which I mean, it's, it's testament to how sad things have, have been around here the last five years. League average is the best they've had since Peyton walked out the door.
0: Yeah. The, the Panthers mm-hmm. are paying four quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh to get less than what they would just be getting out of Teddy Bridgewater. Man, that is wild. <laughs>
2: At this point, I mean they should I mean, what they they should have just decided when they moved on from Teddy, oh we're gonna ride PJ
0: Walker for a year and see what he can do. I mean He's not.
2: They, they couldn't have moved on quicker from him.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting, but they're paying him, they're paying Cam, they're paying Sam Darnold, and they're paying Teddy. <laughs> this isn't it's insane. And Yikes. the Broncos are getting much better production out of yep. just getting Teddy and paying him way less than what the Panthers are paying him. Yep,
1: yep. I mean, you got to think the Panthers are going to go all in on Deshaun Watson next offseason.
0: I, I would yeah. think so. They've tried yeah. to
1: already. And
0: mm-hmm. and on the Kirk thing, Ian B. in the comments here, posting his stats, which are fantastic They're this They're always year. fantastic yep. for Kirk. It's always. It's just you, you're paying Super Bowl caliber money to a guy who, at this point, has never won a playoff game, right? Yeah. No,
2: Saints, they won at the Saints a couple of years back okay, in, okay. The, in the wild card
0: round. So one playoff win. Yeah.
2: But
1: on top of that, we talk about how the Broncos are in such a great financial cap situation right now. But I, I, after the Broncos paid both wide receivers, we talked about how, okay, you bring in Russ or Aaron, and you have, like, fifteen million dollars to spend in the offseason, Which which is great. Of course you're gonna take mm-hmm. those quarterbacks, but you don't have much to build around those guys now that you paid two receivers twenty five million. You bring in Kirk and, and you're and you're happy with that. You bring in Kirk Cousins. There's you're you're not making any upgrades to this team. It's this team right now with kirk cousins and is this team set ready to go look at their offensive line right now guys they've been playing really well but do you trust a a, an offensive this offensive line to be really good for years on years on years no you need some upgrades there you need Mm -hmm. some upgrades on the defensive side of the ball you're gonna have to pay your own guys to stay around the kenny youngs that we talk about so if you pay kirk that money this is your team right now just with kirk cousins
0: yeah again it's a it's a it's a dangerous path to go down, and why is Minnesota willing to move on from Kirk Cousins? Because he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's and, good, right? He's really good. He's and not if you're good George enough.
2: Peyton, wouldn't you trust what the people that you work with and, and like in Minnesota? Well, he saw it with his own eyes. That's the thing. Like it, it's funny because I would be one reason why I would be surprised if the Broncos did go after Kirk Cousins is that he would probably be taking the word of Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. But then and why are they letting go of him? Exact, exactly. That's what I mean. Right. If, right. if they're so, willing to let go of him, then I would think George Pate would probably say, mm, no, I don't think right, this right, is a fit." Right. I don't right.
0: even think he would care about their opinion. He saw him up close and personal. Mm-hmm. He has his opinion. So to me... It would be if they bring in Kirk Cousins. He's saying the Minnesota Vikings organization was holding him back just the way that the Washington football team was holding him back. I have what it takes to make him a Super Bowl quarterback. You know what it really
1: mm-hmm. tell me, too, is that he was the guy pounding the table for the Vikings to bring in Kirk Cousins, and George Payton is the reason the Vikings have Kirk Cousins. And they I
0: kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it. Um, and, I, and it'll be interesting to see. It. Kirk Cousins is just such an interesting case of – you know, we talk about this with drafting quarterbacks, you can, you can hit on the quarterback and it not get you anywhere. You know, look at Mm -hmm. um, the lions with Matthew Stafford. Like no one could say that they missed on their draft pick of Matthew Stafford. Didn't do anything for them. Uh, Matt Ryan. Now that's a little closer. He should have a super bowl ring, but he doesn't. So in the end, you look back and say, man, it was just, you know, like you can't say they got it wrong, but they didn't fully hit on it. it's just weird you there is a middle ground there mm-hmm. um and for broncos fans it just feels crazy like I, I at least for some i would say it probably feels crazy to, to say no to to kurt cousins but i know this town there is no way this town would love Kirk Cousins.
1: I would way rather keep Teddy for a year or even two years and draft a quarterback either next year mm-hmm. or the year after that than touch Matt Ryan, then touch Kirk Cousins, then go down any of these veteran routes outside of the top two. Yeah,
2: Matt Ryan, I mean, I don't want to get into recency bias here, his, but his last three games are bad. He hasn't. He, he looks like he's hitting the wall right now. I mean, his 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 stats at there. best
1: are Teddy Bridgewater this year. So if yeah. you go for Matt Ryan, what you're hoping for is that his best in the past couple of years can be Teddy Bridgewater of this year just on a little bit of steroids.
0: Yeah. it's. Uh, <sighs> and this is why it's just not ever fun to be where the Broncos are. They're in quarterback purgatory. But you'll be in a worse place if you reach and overpay for someone who's not The real answer, and
2: you'll be in a worse place. Like if let's say they do, let's say they go ten and seven, or let's say they get really hot. Let's say they're eleven and six, going to the playoffs. They lose only one more game the rest of the way. Then should you bring Bridgewater back? Yes, but it's got to be on the right deal. That's where you hope they don't get fooled into doing what the Jaguars did with Blake Bortles, which is giving him a multi-year deal. You hope that they that they give him a contract that is basically year to year in terms of its structure. Or if that's not an option, just put the franchise tag on, on him. Don't get, don't get fooled by short-term euphoria
0: or right, and short-term misery. Someone in the comments said, how can you say that's too much for, uh, Kirk cousins uh, talking about overpaying kirk cousins and then saying giving the franchise tag teddy bridgewater well if you do it for kirk cousins you're paying for at least three years at yep. least and yes. probably four
2: he'll want and he'll, he'll want a restructure in a couple of, in a year added right i mean right if you bring him in i mean that's a multi-year commitment yeah whereas you're gonna make
0: you're yes you are over in my opinion you'd be overpaying for teddy bridgewater at 25 million per year but you're only committing for one year which means it doesn't really matter because you probably have that money anyway and then you're off of it the next year. Yeah,
1: and and Bomber44 comes in and says, it's Russ Rogers or a rookie outside of an injury. Teddy in no way should be the starting quarterback next season. I get why fans say that. They don't want Teddy back. But if you look at how teams operate, they want a veteran in front of a rookie, especially if it's not Trevor Lawrence where you're drafting him with the first overall pick. The Broncos aren't going to be drafting the first overall pick. They're going to be drafting probably, if they draft a quarterback, it's probably going to be the third quarterback in the draft. And so George Payton, especially if it's Vic Fangio still around where they're still kind of in this let's be competitive mode, they're going to want a veteran there, and there's no better veteran than to have Teddy Bridgewater for everything we've talked about. And so the Broncos are in a fantastic spot. In my opinion, if they're not able to get Russ or Rogers, if it's Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater and then a first-round rookie, then you just went from a terrible, potentially scary place with Matt Ryan as your quarterback to a great spot.
2: And look at the guys available in free agency next year, the veterans. Let's take Ralph out of it because he might – if he's a stealer, he's probably walking away. (laughs) I don't want to touch him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, Nick Foles – Nope. Tyrod nope, Taylor. Nope. nope. Jameis Winston coming off an ACL. I imagine the Saints will probably bring him back in some former fashion. Jacoby Brissett, Marcus Mariota, Joe Flacco, it's, Mitchell Trubisky, Blaine they're all Gabbert. They're yeah, all nothing. I'd rather have the guy that you know and at least the locker room thinks highly of.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, not the. This isn't a, a a very exciting conversation today, but I think it's an important one. Um, because it's not exactly sexy, but you know, it is sexy, sexy pizza. pizza. Yep.
1: (laughs) I
2: thought you were going to say it's not exactly sexy and we're going to get in the, the Vic Fangio rank on the sexiness thing on Reddit. That was tough. That was was tough. tough. Yeah. I don't really
1: understand the point of doing those rankings. Just seems mean. Also, Sean McVay was way low on there. He was like middle. I was shocked.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of questionable (laughs) (laughs) rankings. there. Who was
2: number one on that list?
0: Matt LaFleur okay i'd put cliff number one he's a handsome of
2: course yeah. you would of course you would <laughs> yeah, matt LaFour is a handsome man Anyways. Cliff,
0: you worried about mm-hmm. him
2: sneaking out to oklahoma
0: no but i mean if he, you know, i think he's just securing the bag i yeah. think i think he's so. in a contract here
2: i thought he didn't like recruiting and he didn't like the kind of the the rubber chicken circuit talking you know boosters and all that kind of thing i thought he just wanted to coach ball which is what you do in the NFL rather than
0: college. Yeah, know? it's weird because he strikes yeah. me as a guy who would love talking to people's moms. <laughs> easy,
1: <laughs> easy. Come on now. If you want money, though, you go to college. Uh,
0: That's oh, where the cool. money is. It's pretty crazy to say, but it's yep. true. Yep. I, I think mean, the Cardinals if, are going to end up having to pay him like John Gruden money. Think like about 10 mil. Me.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. coaches are getting. Yes. I mean, did you see Lincoln Riley's deal? The yes. unofficial Lincoln Riley deal?
0: Yes. It's including a $6, $6 million dollar house. Yeah.
1: And and they're, they're buying both of his both of his houses in Norman. Why do you have two houses in Norman? Because he was
0: building a new one.
1: Okay. okay. And they're buying both of them for half a million dollars over Which, market that, value. It feels they, like that
0: should be illegal. And it, they, it definitely and they're does. They're
2: setting him up in Manhattan Beach.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and they, with full access to I a PJ. At any I love
2: that. I love that. That's oh great. Oh my god! And the other thing is, like, think about the universe where Notre Dame has more money than anybody, right? Because they literally they have, have their own. They literally deal. have their own television
0: contract, yeah. mm.
2: and they got, and they got outbid. Well, what is even... Notre Dame going to pay for whoever they bring in?
0: I know this is I mean what, this is what an amazing coaching carousel <laughs> like I'm so glad the buffs aren't looking for a coach in this cycle because every great job in the country just like simultaneously <laughs> right. became available I think
2: I saw a stat that said that seven of the 20 winningest programs in college football history were available in the cycle like L- LSU SC Oklahoma now Notre Dame Virginia Tech had ha- they're top 20 all-time yes All right, they're like on the football. fringe of the top 20 but it's been hey it's been a pretty good about 30 years or so they've had.
0: What a crazy cycle. And, yeah, yeah. again, Notre Dame could keep this going. They could go grab – I don't know. I'm just thinking of a good job. They could go grab Sark if they wanted him. And now yeah. Texas is open. <laughs> and Texas can go grab, you know, yeah. uh, whoever. It's just
2: – You think Matt Campbell's just sitting there right now in Ames, Iowa, kind of Mr. Burns is like – That's pretty Excellent. close to Indiana. Yep, it really That does. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And he coached uh, down the road at
0: uh, Toledo. I believe, right? That would be a That's job he'd before. have to leave for. Of course. I mean, pretty much anyone takes the Notre Dame job. Also, Brian Kelly, LSU, never has there been a worse fit. It is That's such a bad not going to work out. <laughs> it is such a, he was a good fit for Notre Dame. Perfect fit. Yeah, he was. He was. He's like a, an Irish Catholic. Yep.
1: But if you're getting $95 million, I think you leave.
2: You think Urban Meyer regrets the uh, lap moment earlier this season? Oh, gosh. Because, I mean, if not for that... He's the number one candidate at Notre Dame. He's literally named after a pope. But I, I just don't think the at that point the priests are going to go for that. Somehow right all
0: of this college football coaching <laughs> talk was part of a sexy pizza read. Sexy pizza. <laughs> My bad. The I was, absolute I was the best one pizza around. They this. are number one in the pizza sexiness rankings. Mm, yep. um, they hook us up at our tailgate every single weekend. And it's, it's maybe the thing I look forward to most other than just meeting uh, the DNVR members is getting in on some of that hot and fresh Sexy pizza. Uh, of course, they have their philanthropies, which a portion of every sale goes to uh, a range of different nonprofits here in Colorado. It's today. Oh, and it's oh, Giving Tuesday. Yes, Perfect reason yes, to go get a philanthropy. Uh, and of course, they've got four locations: Cap Hill, Old South Pearl, Jeff Park, and Park Hill. Uh, with a new location coming in Trinidad. So check out our friends over at Sexy Pizza.
1: And check out our friends over at Mint Mobile because guys, they are celebrating the holiday season by giving you an incredible deal on top of the incredible deal they offer right now. And of course Mint Mobile, what they do is they offer incredibly affordable cell phone service with no hidden fees or tricks. You see a lot of providers say, come join us. We'll offer this very low starting rate and then we're going to kill you with increases within a year. Mint Mobile, they don't do that they have plans starting at just $15 a month with unlimited talk unlimited text and then your data plans start from there and here's the deal they're offering on top of $15 a month is they're giving you by three months and you get the next three months free, so you get the incredibly affordable cell phone service for the first three months, the next three months are free and these rates aren't going to skyrocket because the reason it's so cheap is because they don't have any stores, you don't go in person, and guys, I'm riding on Mint Mobile right now, and one of the awesome things is I don't have to waste my time going into a store to get set up, no, what I do is go to mintmobile.com dnvr, they send me a free sim card, and that sim card, all you do is you put in your phone, you download the Mint Mobile app, and boom, there you go, you get to keep your phone you get to keep your phone number and you get to save tons of money so make sure to check them out at mintmobile.com dnvr and download the app to get set up and you'll get set up with three free months after your first
0: three months
2: you know broncos are going to kansas city this weekend and you know for better or for worse their fans like to do the tomahawk chop
0: definitely for worse
2: yes i agree i think this <laughs> i am a braves fan i am one who thinks that this thing should be retired Yes. In Atlanta, in Kansas City, just move, just move on. But I'll tell you the reason why I have ramped tomahawk chop is because you don't want to start chopping below the belt without the tools that you need. Yeah. You don't, yeah, that's because nice. you don't want to have any accidents. You don't want if you see blood coming from down there, it's it's not good. So that's not. where not you need our friends at Manscaped, and hey, maybe you've taken care of yourself and you've got that Manscaped performance package, but you know what? Maybe your friends, you think, (laughs) not that you would know what they need, but you know what Manscaped grooming products have done for you, and you want to make sure that they have the same safety below the belt in terms of how they groom themselves. So Manscaped Mm -hmm. offers their performance package 4.0, which is a terrific stocking stuffer. They even suggest, "Hey, white elephant competition."
0: But I think you want to do this for your friends. It's a good gift. Great stocking stuffer for your stocking stuffer. Mm. Exactly. Manscaped mm. is
2: the leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they have served more than four million men worldwide. That's eight million testicles right there, gentlemen. And you can get twenty percent <laughs> off and free shipping give or take, yeah, yeah, and free, yeah. There it could be give or take because some people may have had a, a removal, or they some could have three. three. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh yeah very much a thing <laughs> i not from personal experience but i mean is there I, wow i did not realize yeah, that yeah mother nature's Maybe it all evens to itself out too. around eight million <laughs> anyway so eight million balls out there and uh they and obviously they'd like to have more and if you've had good experience with manscape you want to share your good experience so here's what you do you want to give that stocking stuffer use the code dnvr get 20 percent off Plus free shipping, and of course, in that performance package, you're gonna get you're you're gonna get the lawnmower trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. You get the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Maybe it's a stocking stuffer for somebody in there. 40s or 50s where the nose hairs start to whistle and if that's the case then you go ahead and get them that they're going to appreciate that don't forget their liquid formulations like the crop preserver ball deodorant the crop reviver ball toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine you get all that and don't and also if you just want to get some 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 Maybe not the whole performance package, but just a little bit. Check out their 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, which has just launched. Kill two birds with one stone. You can get the cologne-infused body wash if you want to smell great. You can, hey, get that for yourself as well. The Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit. And Crop mops, which are ball wipes for your stinky balls. That's pretty cool. Uh, You know, you use a wipe on uh, your screen, right? Your monitor, keep it clean. Use a wipe on your balls. There you go. All good. So check out manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR and get 20% off and free shipping for a gift for yourself or someone special in your life.
0: All right. Let's get into our super chats first here in the third and final segment. And we'll start here with Ian B. Mace, any insight as to uh, where we're scouting Georgia is a stack team of prospects in areas of need also. Where do you guys think picket lands? I mean, at this point, it's kind
2: of cliche to say this, but scouting pretty much everywhere. I mean, we know about the huge compliments that we've seen watching the quarterbacks, and George Payton has seen the quarterbacks. But he's made some other trips as well. Yep. And the scouts have made some other trips as well. So I'm quite certain Georgia, <laughs> everywhere in the SEC, the Broncos have a couple of scouts that are devoted to the SEC specifically. Yeah, so, as they should. Yeah, I, I would also say. Known as
0: the NFL feeder league. Yeah, at,
2: yeah. but mm-hmm. at this point, you're looking at the broad array of prospects. You haven't started to really narrow down. That'll happen in the coming months.
1: What we do know is George Payton's seen five top quarterbacks so far, including this past weekend when he saw Carson Strong destroy CSU. And so he has seen five top quarterbacks sure that doesn't mean the broncos are taking a quarterback but george is doing his research remember guys there and he's been to big games too there was a a game it was was it even alabama georgia a couple years ago alabama clemson something like that and like every team was there and the broncos were there but we were all thinking why isn't john elway there and John Elway wasn't there, and that was just a head-scratching thing. George Payton's going to be at these big, games. so I, I'm, that I'm, week? Maybe. I'm curious if George Payton's going to be at this SEC championship game with Georgia and Alabama.
2: Or does he go watch the AAC championship and
0: check out Desmond Ritter? He hasn't Perhaps. seen him yet, right? Right, presumably he hasn't. He hasn't so. I would recommend he go to alabama I would Georgia. think so, yeah. Yeah, i go SEC my over personally. The, the, other, the other
2: interesting thing on Ritter is that you roll the dice and say, well— if they beat Houston, Cincinnati beats Houston, I can see them in the playoff when I get to see them against a defense like Georgia or Alabama has, yeah. perhaps. And that's, I think, something that'd be really revealing. And also, I'm sure George Payton will be down at the Senior Bowl this year. Malik Willis, he'll get another glimpse of Malik Willis down there. Desmond Ritter has already accepted his
0: Senior Bowl invite as well. There we go. I would love to live a life where I get to take a private jet to the best college football game of every weekend.
1: Man, I mean, the, probably the best thing about that Lincoln-Riley deal was 24-7 access to that private jet for him and his family.
0: Yeah. So, and, I mean,
1: then, then not only do you get to take it to whatever college games Lincoln-Riley wants to go to or NFL games, but then also you get to take it to the beach. You get a, to go
2: with your family wherever you want to go. I mean, he's going to be in Maui so fast. That's true. When he's got downtime. Yeah.
0: I might just, uh, with the way that traffic is in LA, I might just take the private jet like to dinner.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
0: All right, next yeah. super chat. This one's from Logan. Oh, so
2: the, the first super chat also asks, "Where do we think Kenny Pickett lands?"
0: The first quarterback taken. Ooh, mm. Mm. like it that's what i think okay uh logan here says fantastic game it was my dad's first game since we lost to the chiefs in 2015 and we had a blast unfortunately couldn't make the tailgate but that's okay no it's not no i'm just kidding i <laughs> uh, wish we could have had you guys out there but yeah it was a great game to go to
1: next one's gonna be great too after coming off a win against the chiefs then you get the lions <laughs> at
0: home boy that's gonna be popping won't be any no-shows if that's the case that's very very true even though it's the lions even though it's the Lions, yeah. the first-place Broncos will will not be getting no shows and in their stadium. There's
1: going to be no Lions fans either, so we're not going to have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, uh, from J Day, what's up, guys? Loving our two inside linebackers and the hustle from all linebackers. Quick questions: Is it time to start Hairston over Fuller?
1: Um, Kyle Fuller, the biggest thing with him was getting beat deep at the beginning of the season. He didn't do that. Now, Justin, Justin Herbert picked on him a little bit. Uh, but no, they're not going to start Harrison over Fuller and Fuller. Guys, he's been great at tackling, and he's been all in the backfield for a cornerback. He led the team in tackles this past week, so I know any time a pass is completed on Kyle Fuller, people just immediately quiver and go, oh, my gosh. But he's actually – now, is is Kyle Fuller their number one cornerback?
0: No, he's their third cornerback, and I think he's playing just fine for their third. And he got beat on – I think it was like a third and 18 Mm -hmm. um, to Keenan Allen. When I rewatched the game – I really think he thought Justin Simmons was over the top of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was classic trail. Like, he he was playing it as if he had safety help. And if you look, Justin gets caught between two routes uh, and ends up going for, like, the post or the cross or whatever it was. Uh, and he leaves that over the top for Keenan Allen. So, it, it, I don't think it was quite as much on Kyle Fuller. Or, or, I mean, it could have been, and he, and he just didn't know that he didn't have help over the top he definitely thought he had help but
2: definitely herbert was targeting kyle fuller yeah and threw at him nine times as they said first people were nine times and 113.9 rating when fuller was targeted and over the course of the season 112.2 rating what was his rating when
0: targeting pat sertan it was 6.8, six point eight.
1: Yeah, I think. it was low, yes, Yeah,
0: microscopically low. Yeah, it was pretty. I think
2: but it
1: that,
0: was six point five. But,
2: but I think something we may see going forward here is teams try to pick at Kyle Fuller, and you start looking at and you look except for Jared Goff, you look at the quarterbacks that are looming. And it's Mahomes, and it's Carr, and it's Herbert and Burrow the rest of the way. Yep. So for sure, they they will go at him, no
0: doubt. All right, let's jump in now to the questions from the listeners, and this first one is from PS oh, Two. Did, did we get? Oh, we, one one more. we did have one more. Okay, yeah, from Alex Hoy. If we keep Bridgewater, uh, if we keep Bridgewater as the bridge QB and draft Stroud in twenty twenty three, I'll buy a jersey on draft night. Go Bucks! Go Broncos. <laughs> Strat-
2: By the way, it, even even though Ohio State lost, Stroud had some magnificent throws. Yeah, I didn't. And think- some magnificent catches. At- on the end of the th- those throws too.
0: Yeah, I didn't think he was really the culprit there. It was yeah. the run defense. That was exactly. the culprit for them losing too much. Which play. had been the
1: second best run defense in the country since they had lost to Oregon.
0: I've never seen a team get run on so easily when the other team was just trying to run the clock out. Like, you know, it wasn't the, mm-hmm, like right. they were just trying to run it out and they couldn't stop them and so badly that it actually helped them, gave them another chance to get the ball back. But
2: You guys are probably too, too young to remember this, but I had a flashback to... Tamanga Biaka Batuka in 1995 Ohio State's playing for a chance at the national title and Tamanga Biaka Batuka played his way <laughs> into being a high first round pick the next year by just kind of having that same kind of game running through Ohio State in Ann Arbor.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a, That was the flashback That's I quite had. a name.
2: Yeah. He went by Tim but the full name was and I believe it was spelled T S H i m a n g a. Wow. He was a Panthers first round pick. That's why I'm kind of familiar with him. But yeah, Tamanga. I just <laughs> like, but also I like saying Tamanga Biaka Batuka, even though he was a pro bust. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right next one's from ps2 it was great team win but there are still major concerns with a few players the most obvious one is kyle fuller um it seems like every third down play they would target him to get the first down and they would easily get it he didn't give up any big plays but consistently gave them a first down i know oj mudia is coming back off a major injury and dealing with covid but i think they have to get him on the field asap he had an up and down year last year but held up well for being a third round rookie forced into a number one corner spot People seem to forget he had four forced fumbles. Pair his ability to force fumbles and Pat Sertan's big play ability seems like a nasty duo in the making. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's probably who would be replacing Kyle Fuller, but this isn't going to be something that happens easily or quickly. The team is really happy with the way Kyle Fuller is responding, and I know fans aren't happy with it, but also Kyle Fuller is Vic's guy. He's benched him once already. I think it's going to have to be bad for him to bench him again. So I'm just saying prepare for Kyle Fuller to be in there for a while
0: the theme of the show is the Broncos are happier about X than the fans right
1: yes exactly <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: next one from Dan Burke he says hey guys I've seen people talk about it being hard to justify firing Vic if the Broncos pull off the upset against the Chiefs considering everything that's going on against or going against them coming into this game Andy Reid coming off by the Chiefs on a hot streak and their defense playing well it being Arrowhead in December where the Broncos have historically struggled and the Broncos losing 11 straight against <laughs> the team itself yeah that is a lot going against him do you agree that Vic is safe regardless of what else happens for the rest of the season if he can beat the Chiefs this week unless they end up getting blown out (laughs) into Detroit or something crazy like
0: that well Dan you'll love our first call some of us agree (laughs) you guys want to uh, do this all over again um I I think it's always silly to say regardless of what else happens but I do think it gives himself a really really good chance yep uh, and then fine. Uh, nope. We still got a couple more, yeah. uh, mile high Buckeye. My boys, here I am again, hopeful after another huge Broncos win and ready to get hurt again this weekend, but you just got to believe it. I'm seriously considering flying out for the game against the lions, but I don't have any time off left at work for the year i would need to fly out of columbus that friday night and fly back sunday night right after the game going to keep an eye on flight prices and ticket prices this could end up being a very real thing if so i'll be sure to do the party bus slash tailgate uh, again and i would need to keep my travel back somewhere at the bar if that's possible <laughs> so i can take off right after the party bus gets back we can of course accommodate that uh as always, appreciate all you guys do. Thank you for making Broncos football better. Let's go, Broncos, Alex.
1: Alex, let's go, baby. I love that. And that's that's what this town's going to turn into. People are going to be flying in from out of state. People are going to be taking off work. This town is going to go crazy. I mean, definitely if the Broncos beat the Chiefs. But also, if they split the next two games and by the middle of December it's still relevant games, they beat the Bengals, it's going to be so electric. And guys, it's not crazy to say. At the beginning of the season, it seemed crazy to say that that Kansas City game was going to mean anything really to either team. But now that game could mean something to both teams. Pretty crazy. How awesome would that be?
0: It is, and maybe it, it might actually uh, get cold by then. Yeah, yeah
2: maybe.
1: I wouldn't <laughs> count on it. I mean, I saw
2: some advanced forecast, and look, advanced forecasts like 14, 12 days out are shaky that called for another warm weekend coming up that weekend. But again, it's really early. By the way, uh, for your sake there, Mile High Buckeye, I hope that the Sunday night flight improves because I just checked on it on Southwest Sunday that Sunday night flight back that you're probably talking about leaves at seven fifteen PM is three hundred and four dollars. Steep. <sniffs> Hopefully
0: yeah. there's another airline out there yeah. that can do you better. Uh final one here from Pick Toster sixty six it's time to unleash this grown ass man number thirty three. Munchak needs to start his five best road graders and let Javante effing eat. Sprinkle in Melvin for about ten to twelve touches but 33 needs to touch the ball 25 <laughs> times in this game, and good things will happen. Trying to stay level-headed here, especially with this game in KC, but I have a feeling about this one, fellas.
2: Do you think that Melvin Gordon is another one of those guys that the Broncos think more of than their fans do? I don't know how they couldn't. I They're mean, showing it right now. Yes. Yeah.
1: He... Look, Melvin Gordon is still the starter. He's still getting a significant number of carries and snaps. He's getting more at not, not as many snaps as Javante, but he's getting more carries.
0: he's he's playing really really well yeah um there's no way the broncos could not be happy with melvin gordon for anything except for that you know crucial fumble but again that's another one where fans might be a little more harsh on him than coaches Mm -hmm. coaches know that players make mistakes obviously he has a history which amplifies it a little bit but a guy's not going to get like lose his job over one play
1: right i mean especially they didn't Eddie didn't lose his
0: job over one play, they, and his was worse. He certainly didn't, <laughs> yeah. and they
1: didn't lose the game because of that play. Now, the game could have been different, but, I mean, they still got blown out. It wasn't like that was the re- the only reason they lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big reason they lost, but, again, it's, it's you know, he heading into that play, or at least heading over the course of the season, he's been pretty good with his ball, uh, ball security.
1: Yes, he has. What, two fumbles?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, they were both. In crucial moments.
1: And three games apart, which really amplifies it. If yes. one was in week one and one happened to be that Philly one, it wouldn't seem as bad.
0: But yeah. he's been great um, otherwise this season, and they're going to keep giving him the rock.
1: Yes, yeah. at, absolutely. So, pick tosser, just keep dreaming if for for Javante to get 25
0: carries. But uh, Well, maybe hey, they both get 25. Just go be, Air Force on them.
1: The Broncos would win, and it <laughs> would be so much fun to watch.
2: Well, there, there's something I'm diving into that I'm going to have later this week about running the ball and how you know it's the wet what the broncos have to do and just how often they need to give melvin goring and monte williams the ball in this game there we go there's
0: a there, there's a number there's always a number there's always a Which number you'll have to, you'll have to a, wait for it a magic number on mm-hmm. uh the mat there's also a magic place it's green mountain dental mm-hmm. group you can schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and get a free sonic air toothbrush from our friends over at green mountain dental group They will hook you up. They'll treat you like family over there. They'll talk Broncos Chiefs with you if you go over there this week. They'll be talking whatever it is because they're all big Colorado sports fans. They're part of the DNVR family. They'll treat you like family over there at Green Mountain Dental Group. So hit them up just 15 minutes outside of Denver over there in Lakewood, uh, and you're going to love your experience over with Green Mountain Dental Group. That is going – One more super chat. Oh, go what a buzzer beater. Buzzer beater super chat from Westside, Philly. Uh, I think Teddy is – Ruining the stock of our offensive weapons. Their numbers are unacceptable. Definitely Teddy and Pat's fault. They both should go. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> well, if you have stock in those players, then yes, you would be disappointed. And Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously.
1: Fantasy stock? You're pretty upset mm-hmm. at Teddy yes. right now. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but their winning formula is running the ball 30 times.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Running the ball and not turning the ball over, and Teddy's doing it.
0: He Heck, in, I mean, it,
1: what? He had 10 rushing yards on two carries. Now, one of them was a kneel down. So, he had one, 11 rushing yards on one carry last and week. a touchdown. Yep.
0: Yeah. Diving touchdown. It was sick. I mean, a really weird response from the Chargers on that play. Like, they just gave it to him. They did. <laughs> I I think there's they, no way he should have got there. They
2: weren't thinking of him in any way possibly running But he had ball. to run 11 Clearly. yards. Yes.
0: Like, they just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, he just runs by them all.
2: But it's something that he's done well in the past. Last year, he had five touchdowns.
0: Yeah, no, he looked that, great on the play. It was just weird, like, but it, yeah. it felt like the Chargers didn't try to cut off his angle in any way. Yeah, good job, Chargers. Uh, anyways,
2: <laughs> so that was their version of charging it.
0: Oh, and then of course the missed mm. field goal, yeah. just straight shank. Knew
2: that was gonna like oh, yeah. when when Hopkins went out there. I almost typed no good before the kick happened. Like, he was he, seven for seven as a Charger. I know, but you knew. Yep. It, these things just happen to this team
0: and over that, and over i thought it got blocked based on the the flight of the ball no yeah, he just, just a shank <laughs> <laughs> just
1: yep, shanked it yep that was bad I'd, I'd have
2: to look up i'd have to look up chargers field goal percentage in
0: denver it's got to be
2: something ridiculously low
0: probably all right again <laughs> yeah. thank you guys for tuning in that is going to wrap it up for us today we'll be back with you tomorrow doing a little whiteboard wednesday hey. giving you our game plan for the broncos to beat the kansas city chiefs again appreciate you guys tuning in We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.